Hi, I'm Jeff Grayson. This is the second half of a two-part interview. The guys have left the locker room. The halftime adjustments have been made. I think we can expect nothing less than 110%. It's season four of the Bait and Switch podcast. Welcome back to the Bait and Switch podcast. My name is Chris Beyer, as always, with my co-host, Jim Martin. Jim. Hello, everybody. This is the second half of our interview with author Jen Wirtz. Jen joins us from Jacksonville, Florida. Good evening, Jen. Nice to be back. Hi, Jen. Thank you. Hi. Uh, Jen, among many other things, she has it all. She told us that in the last half of the <laughs> yeah, yep. interview. I don't have hardly any of it. Jim, what do you say? Do you got some, most, all? What do you got? Uh, some stuff. Yeah. I got some stuff. Some people have it all. Jen's one of those people. Yeah. But anyway, <laughs> she is an author, and her new book is Recalibrate. We talked about in the first half. It's about meditation. It's about getting the most out of your life. And her other book uh, is called Fit Mama. The Fit Mama is here tonight with us. Uh, when, did, when did Fit Mama come out? Um, I think that it came out in 2015. It dropped shortly after I had my first kiddo. Now, one thing I hear in ads, I hear these ads saying they have clean food at these restaurants. Did I miss something? Did they not <laughs> use to clean food or what's going on with this? They wash it now. They wash it. They didn't in the past. No, no, not at all. Really? At all. Oh, jeez. Yeah. <laughs> wow. No, I did not realize it. Dirty food. I was eating dirty food. <laughs> <laughs> Did, did not know that. Have you seen that, Jim? Where they say clean food? No, I haven't. But but you know what I have? I do see like like we got spinach triple washed. They washed it three times. <laughs> oh. So they're trying to make up for lost time, I think, is what happened. You know, they never yeah. used to wash it. Now they do it like, okay, we got to do it three <laughs> times as much to make up for it. You know what I say? Just do it once and do it right. Yeah, right. Jen, where do you stand on the triple wash? Um, well, I'm kind of like the seven minute abs lady. So like, why can't oh. you just do it in four minutes instead of, so, yeah. you know, if you can do what you can, if you can get better results in four minutes. So I would think I that know. it would be a six minute abs because the six pack, don't you do a, like a, a, an ab per minute? Yeah. But if you, if you actually look at the bot, the human body, there's actually eight under there. Yep. Officially, there's actually yeah. eight, so it should be eight minute abs. But I don't want to spend an extra minute on there, so yeah. I don't know. So you've got a seven pack, and there's one that's not not looking good. There's, there's just one that hangs out. Just get a the one that you. It's so it's the reason why they make the high the high waisted leggings now. Right? Oh, okay. So you just tuck yeah. that tuck that. Eight you just tuck it in. back in. <laughs> sure, sure. Like you said, we talked about this. You are fit. You appear to be fit, at least. To, to our eyes here. I like, I like to think so. What's, what's your main workout thing? I like to lift heavy things and put them down. Um, Jessie Hilgenberg is a woman that is, she's an IFBB pro. Um, she, I've been following her for forever and I absolutely love all of her workouts. I follow a couple other fitness pros over, you know, YouTube people, that kind of thing. But I just really love to, work out but I'm not a crossfitter I don't do those cleans and things they just make me really nervous I used to play rugby truth be told I used to play rugby in college I was the hooker 
right? So, because they put the smallest person as the oh, hooker. If I thought you, we're going back to your traumatic yeah, past. Yeah, to, to my traumatic, exactly, like way <laughs> back when, right? Okay. So, yeah. So, I'm a hooker. <laughs> yeah. So, I learned to lift heavy when I was in college, and I just loved it. But I started dislocating my shoulder in college. So, whenever I see people doing those big cleans and whatnots and uh, CrossFit, it just makes me nervous. Yeah. So, I yeah. stay away from that. The clean, no jerk. Yeah, exactly. Right, right. I, don't know, I stay away from jerks. Clean food, no jerks. Exactly. Yep. Mm-hmm. We got the Fit Mama. We got the Recalibrate. What's the third is in this trilogy? Is there an idea? Oh, you know, you know what? I'm so glad you asked or said that. Um, so I am currently working on a workbook that is going to couple with the Recalibrate book, and it's going to be coming out in probably the spring of 2021. So keep your eye out for that. You think it's coming out in spring. The universe knows when. The universe will just put it out whenever it's ready. I want to correct my co-host. It's not coming out. It's going to drop, Jim. Sorry, it's not a movie. Yeah. It's a book. Yeah. Drop. Right. right. In your face. Drop exactly. the book, like the microphone. Yeah. And then I just peace out. <laughs> Getting back to uh, uh, Jim's favorite topic, which is meditating. Oh. I thought that we could do a brief meditation right now on the air. I think it'd be fascinating. I'm going to count it down three, two, one, and then I want everybody to meditate and get in the moment. Not if you're in the car. Don't close your eyes if you're in the car. All right. So like I said, I think this will be compelling listening for our audience. Are we all just going to do some deep breathing exercises? Uh, uh, Like how's this going to work? I'm going to count it down and then I just just want hardcore meditation just for a moment. Are you ready? So, okay. <laughs> I'm a little nervous. It's okay. So, do you want her to lead the meditation? You want to like, what's happening? Wait, what's happening? Am I supposed to be talking? Like, yeah. am I, is I, this I a silent meditation? I think we're all just silent meditation for 60 minutes, 60 seconds. <laughs> all right. Let's see if we can get this together, guys. All right. Okay. Let me loosen up this the shoulders like, a little bit. It's like real stuff right here. Yeah. Yeah, you wrote the book. I mean, you, I, you know. I did, that. but Okay. Jim, are you good? I'm ready. Jim? Okay. Right, she looks good. All right, here we go. Here we go. Three. <laughs> Don't laugh, Jen. Come on. Pull it together. I'm laughing. Oh. I'm laughing. <laughs> All right, here we go. <laughs> Two. One. All right, that was good. I that did was it. great. I yeah. Did you do it? Yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. Feel better? I was in the moment. I felt in the moment. I totally felt like I was there. I felt like that my inner being was talking to me and they were like, get out of here now. (laughs) These guys are nuts. Right? These guys are crazy, (laughs) but they're fun. And, you know, whatever, man. We're just going to go with it. (laughs) It said all that in that three seconds. See, this is what happens when you meditate on the regular. The universe will talk to you and it talks to you in like, beats like that yeah the more attractions you have you know the, the faster it talks yeah jim Seriously. what did it say to you the universe in that 10 seconds or five seconds oh, you'd have to beep we it all out you, you, know, <laughs> you can't get into that <laughs> i'm not allowed to talk about this I'm universe is very upset or very like upset right now <laughs> maybe i'm doing it wrong but that's how i do my meditation i just stand in a room i scream three two one and then i just you know i just really get into it mm-hmm like for a solid three seconds. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. It's kind of a speed meditate. It's like the seven minutes ab version. You know, it's like the three second meditation version. I think that that's perfect. That's where you're at right now, man. Do yeah. it. You got to yeah. start somewhere, right? You, yeah. you do. <laughs> you definitely do. 
Now you talk about meditation and it can be just, I'm teasing obviously, but it can just be a minute or two, right? Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Basically the goal of meditation for me is to quiet my mind and just not let that crap come in. Quiet my mind enough so that I can raise my vibration, start to really listen to my gut and start to listen to my energy source and follow those impulses once I start getting them. So like if I come out of meditation and I'm like, you know what, I really want to go to the coffee shop or I really need to call this person or I need to write down these few things, then that's what I do. I tend to listen to my spleen. Is that okay? Yeah, that's totally fine. That's totally fine. Maybe you have to get up and go to the bathroom after and just let her rip. I mean, whatever, man. Seriously. (laughs) You forget forget that I'm a nurse and I don't mind talking about bodily functions at the dinner table in the middle of mixed company. Whatever. Uterine prolapse, I'll talk about it all day. I have no problem. Well, we'll set aside a half an hour for that. Exactly. You have me on the next show, and I'll tell you all about the things. <laughs> all right. So um, I have a semi-serious question about that. So sure. a lot of people are going to ask. You doing prolapse? Not prolapse. No. Oh, okay. Uh, no, no. Okay. About meditation. Oh, okay. Um, so a lot of people are going to ask the question. You, you talked about the, the thoughts coming into your head, and you say, like, mm-hmm. I stopped. I don't have to come Okay. Most people who are first starting out with meditation, that's one of their biggest questions. I got too many thoughts in my head. What do you do with those thoughts? So what do you, how do you do, how do you deal with the thoughts in your head? Some people say you got to let them come in because they're going to come and you just let them go. Some people say block them out. What do you do? To be honest with you, when I first started meditating, I had to listen to guided meditations. I had to do it because I was that person that was sit when I sat with my own thoughts, I was like going off into tangents and tangents, tangents, right? So I had to do for people that can't just sit and be with themselves, which a lot of people can't, I would suggest guided meditations and you can download insight timer or go to like Gabby Bernstein or Chris Carr or any of those people that do any types of meditations and you can download any length of meditation. I would start with just a few minutes of a guided meditation. And then it kind of starts you focusing on what they're saying. You'll be hyper-focused on what they're saying. And then you'll be focused on their voice. And then you can start, once you start getting comfortable with just sitting there and taking the time out and just reveling in, hanging out and just being by yourself, then I would go ahead and start to explore listening to you know, just a sound, you know, inside timer, like I said, has some really cool, just like birds chirping and frogs doing their thing and, you know, whatever. Right now I'm listening to train tracks, but I switch it up. Uh, I can't just listen, just listen to silence. I listen to something that doesn't cause me to visualize like, oh, that lake sound reminds me of when I was 10 and blah, blah. No, I don't go down the path that way. I listen to something that lets me zone out. But if I start to think about something else, then I just come back to that sound. Does that make sense? Mm -hmm. Let me ask two questions here. Sure. What is the difference between meditation and hypnosis? And what's the longest you think you've meditated? Um. To be honest, I think that hypnosis, being in the flow, and meditation are all very similar because it is a different part of your brain 
and neurons and synapses are happening all in a time-space reality that we're not in control of. Your subconscious is working. So I honestly think that all of them are, the, are pretty much the same. And so if you put it in that perspective, the longest I've meditated would be when I slept, right? So I'm resetting, I'm recalibrating when I sleep. But consciously and actively meditating, I don't know, probably like a half hour or so. I kind of just hang out, do my thing. And when I am ready to get up, I get up. It doesn't have to be this set amount of time. I don't get mad at myself anymore if I can't sit down for like 15 minutes or 20 minutes. I don't be like, oh, I failed at meditation today. I got to <laughs> Oh, I didn't do it right. Yeah, maybe I better uh, relax a little bit because I'm always trying to break my record. Yeah, so, no. Ten more seconds, come on! <laughs> and may, is that the wrong attitude? Should a little I bit. Screaming during bit. my meditation? I don't think that that's the goal. Maybe you should look at that. Read my book and then just chill out, man. Recalibrate by Jen Wirtz. Yeah. Maybe you can take that into meditation, it. Chris, and take that in and really focus on that and see how you can work through that. You know. Yeah. In the meantime, just focus on that three-second meditation that you've been doing okay. and just do that every day. <laughs> All right. <laughs> it's, like, it's like running. you got to build your stamina, right? Yep. So yeah. there you go. Speaking really, of running, after those three seconds, I'm spent. I'm sweaty. i got to go out and take a shower. It's, oh. it's very yeah. intense. Yeah. Drained. Yeah, yeah. Chris, you remember um, in track and cross country, they always talk about how the third quarter of the race was the most important. Mm-hmm. So that's what I do in my meditation. I pay attention, like, okay, now really third quarter, i got to focus uh, this yep. third quarter, like, really bring it because everybody else is going to be slacking off right now yep. in their meditation, in the third quarter of their meditation. Now, if I bring it, I got a leg up on you gotta it. You got to negative split your Absolutely. meditation. Right. I really bring, bring it home strong. That's right. what I always think. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. In, instead, I was the high school student that was running cross country that I was just like walking across the finish lines. So, Are you yeah. sure it wasn't the hiking team that you were on? No. <laughs> no. Wandering team, yeah. Yes. Have you ever heard of tapping? Yes. Okay. I have. So it's sort of, uh, it's not meditation. It, I, are you talking about <laughs> those cups they put on the back, or what am I thinking? No, that's, that's cupping. cupping. That's cupping. <laughs> Come on. It was, in the, it was in the word. I should have right, figured right, it out. Right, right. <laughs> you think so. <laughs> <laughs> Now, for our listeners, uh, yeah. Jim is is recovering from COVID. We're going to stop talking about COVID, but you're coughing and whatnot. Right. Yeah, I'm coughing. Yeah. So hopefully, hopefully they don't pick that up too much, but every once in a while I have a little cough. I'm muting myself, yeah. hopefully, but yeah. What Jim said before about how your book dropped, or as Jim says, came come out, nobody says that anymore, <laughs> but uh, uh, it came out at the right time, and you hear about all this depression that's going on and increase in suicides and whatnot that's going on in the nation. Is there any general thing that you could say to people to relax about this whole uh, coronavirus situation? So that's actually a really interesting conversation because I'm a nurse, right? As you guys know, I have been practicing as a nurse for a long time. And so I have a different perspective when it comes to pandemic and pandemic fatigue and how it affects both the general population and the medical field, Mm -hmm. right? So I feel like a lot of times people are talking about COVID and they're talking about this pandemic and like how to get through it. It's a serious situation that we're dealing with just because 
it's a pandemic, it kills people. And we don't know the long-term effects of this virus. And so that's the scary part as a nurse and as a mom and just as a person in the community because you don't know how it's going to affect, we don't know how it's going to affect long-term cardiovascular, neuro, you know, musculature, like those kinds of things. And that's what's scary. Jen, I asked you to calm people down. <laughs> make them worry more. You got to right? go meditate for about yeah. six days. Sorry, Jim. Are you okay? <laughs> Do a little twitchy. I, can we delete that part? So you Jim, calm people break, down. Right? So we're going we're gonna to go ahead and just flip the switch on that one. And the way to <laughs> calm people down is to read my book. And then that way it'll give you coping mechanisms and when my workbook drops, then it will give you all these other things to do. Um, so there you go, period. There you go. go do you treat coronavirus patients in your practice? Yes, sir. I just want to thank you, our front line, before Jim did, and I want it to be noted that I did. <laughs> thank <laughs> yeah, you. That's right. You're welcome. So you're you're welcome. I was, was beating me to the punch. Yeah, thanks. Thank you for that. Because, I mean, it's, you know, it, it's, well, I think as pandemic fatigue goes on, people forget or, or don't appreciate as much as they did. Like in the beginning, it was, you know, oh, people are standing outside hospitals with signs, you know, thank you, thank you. And, and you know, as it goes on, it's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just a day-to-day thing, you know, and it's everyday yeah. thing. And that's just what people do. And, and I think they forget. My wife's a teacher. It's a similar thing with them, you know, uh, not, not probably to the same degree as you guys, but still very similar. I mean, thank she got COVID at school, so that's why, <laughs> that's why yeah. I got it. But, Chris, you're going to have to clip that out. HIPAA laws. Do you uh, <laughs> see a lot of your coworkers – stressed out uh i would say honestly to i mean to be completely honest with you i probably see about 75 percent you i don't know if you guys well yeah you guys are in milwaukee right so um you grow up you have snow right um and you it's like it's the concept of when your child or when your loved one goes out in, into the snow and they're driving and you say i'm not worried about you i'm worried about everybody else driving Mm. Right. So like, same thing with us. Like we know where we're safe. We know that we, when we go out into the community, we wear our mask, we wear our eye protection, we do our things to, to socially distance. It is the other people that we're worried about that, that aren't doing that, that aren't taking it as serious. And that's the biggest stressor for a lot of us because we see the repercussions. We see what happens when somebody gets COVID. If you're not, seeing that every day and you're not seeing that in real time, then you do, you forget about it. You kind yeah. of put it in the back burner and you're like, it's not going to happen to me. It's not that serious. And it is. It's, yeah. Well, I just want to say props right. to you for doing the research and finding out that we have snow up here. Yeah. Uh, sorry. I just right. totally, I was like, wait, are you in, are you South of me or wait a minute? Hold on here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you better uh, you better get used to that because when you go on your virtual book tour, you're going to have to know who you're talking to. I know. Where, where, where I know. are you? You don't want to be in talking to somebody in Milwaukee and say, I love you, Calgary. And I know. There's the whole lot. And, and you're like, oh, Carl, can you please oh leave that out? Can you please just know. like, no, no. Have you done other podcasts to promote this book already? Yeah, I've done a few. Uh, none of them aired yet, so they're probably all editing out my swears, which I have to say <laughs> that I have not said one word yet. Well I've done. Not said, so we're good. Right? <laughs> I've um, not said one effing word. <laughs> I know. I was like, what? You know, I'm not, no, I'm not going to go there. Yeah, it's fun. It's, it, I mean, honestly, I just, I really like this virtual thing. Truth be told, I'm actually sitting here in my sweatpants and just hanging out. So whatever. <laughs> 
for us, uh, for our podcast, podcast stuff, I do prefer being in the studio. I like being face-to-face, like meet, actually meeting people. And there's a little bit of a weird delay sometimes. Sometimes you talk over people on this thing. And, the, you know, when it comes to comedy, it's a little odd. But the cool thing about it is we would not be talking to you if we did not have this virtual thing going on. So, so that's right. the cool thing. Because, um, well, maybe you fly up here. You'd probably do it. I totally yeah. would. Probably. No, I, I seriously totally would. I was actually, when I... Before COVID happened and when I was developing my book tour, mm-hmm. I want to do like a non-traditional book tour. I want to go to like yoga studios and just like, like podcasts, you know, people and that kind of thing. And so I, if when you are ready and when we're ready to drop this thing real live, I will come up there and I will spend some time with you. It'll be fun. Will and be you'll be able fun. to see in real time how short I really am because I am little. Oh, really? I'm very yeah, short. Yeah. See, you look very tall. On, and, I know. See, and, like yeah. pillows, they're just amazing. Well, I've heard the camera adds an extra six inches in people's height, oh. right? Isn't that what it yes. does? Yeah. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. You yep. know, there's a, there's a yoga studio about uh, ha- like probably equidistant <laughs> between my house and Chris's house. It, I'm it, down. When I say equidistant, I mean, it's like a half mile from my house and a half a mile from his house. And we record at his house. So you'd be a half mile away from, you can just hit the yoga studio. Boom. Yeah. Yeah. I have been to that yoga studio and I tried yoga. You guys are lifelong. Have you been a lifelong meditator like Jim as well? No, I found meditation uh, probably about four or five years ago. To be honest with you, I am not the flow yoga person at all. I am straight up Bikram yoga. I don't know if you've heard of it. That's the hot one? Is that the hot one? Yeah, it's like the 90 minute, very regimented, like Mm -hmm. it's intense and I Mm -hmm. love it. Yeah, Yeah, you know what? I tried that as well and I like that better because you sweat. Mm Mm-hmm. It feels more like a workout than the yes. other one. Chris, yeah. do you do Pilates? What about Pilates, Chris? I don't know what Pilates is. I've it's heard like of yoga. It. It's like a strengthening yoga. Is it? Have you tried Pilates, Jen? Without the heat. Yeah. Yeah. I, I really like Pilates. It's, uh, but I don't know if you would like it because it's a slow go. Like, mm. And it, they work on all the little deep, all the deep muscles. You'll feel it like three days later mm. because your muscles are just crying out at you later. But... <laughs> I, but it's awesome. But it's awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> right. yeah. So any Pilates studio out there listening, go ahead and have me on your show. I'll be there yeah. for you. Right, right. I'll endorse you. <laughs> well, you did mention podcasts you listen to. What are some of your favorites? Um, so I like the Hurdle podcast. I don't know if you guys have heard of that one. I like Coming Clean. That's my newest one that I really like. Um, and then Jay Shetty does a does a really cool one. Um, those are the top three that I've listened to recently that I really like. The Coming Clean one is actually pretty awesome because it it touches on obviously it talks about addiction and that kind of thing. And me being an alcoholic, if you will, I grew up drinking and doing drugs and those kinds of things but it was something that I never talked about as as an addiction and it never really factored into my life I at least I never thought it did until recently until probably the last couple years when I actually really acknowledged the fact that it did have an issue and I did go to rehab and I did I don't drink anymore and you know my whole lifestyle changed because of that but it's actually really interesting that I spent decades just not even really acknowledging that I had a problem or that if, that even when I no longer had that issue, that it impacted my life in a way that was really profound. So I actually really like talking to people that have, you know, addictive personalities and that I can relate to in that way. 
I often say that everybody's got an addictive personality. It's just for different things. Mm -hmm. And so do you think that you've shifted your addiction to this new passion of yours? This new lifestyle, if you will. Yeah, Um, yeah, I think it's actually, it's, it's, it's funny that you mentioned that because I feel like with somebody that has either OCDs or um, addictive personalities, you tend to trade them out one for one. So in high school, I, I drank my face off and then I smoked pot and then I continued to drink. And then I supplemented that with eating disorders. And then I started working out. And so now it's like I notice patterns about myself where I become obsessive about learning about new things and meditation practices and yoga and researching sciences and pathophysiology and just all these things. But the cool thing about the way that I look at addiction now is it can be healthy if I streamline it in a certain way. So like now my focus on meditation and making my life better so that somebody else's life can be better is way better than drinking my face off and then, you know, just blacking out and doing whatever I was doing and then trading that out with an eating disorder, which a lot of people don't know about. But if that story can help other people and help them find clarity in their life, then yeah, I'm going to tell it and I'm going to tell it proud. And that's the cool shift in perspective that I've had. Well, with that, you can read about Jen's shift in perspective in her new book, Recalibrate. I want to thank Jen for coming on the show. You've been a great guest. Thank Thank you so much for having me. Yep. Thank you, Jen. It's been a pleasure. Thank you. We appreciate you censoring yourself too. 100%, man. (laughs) And maybe I'll I'll throw out a new addiction. You can get addicted to our podcast. I love it. I've already actually introduced it to many people, so. Oh, really? All right. Yeah. We'll start seeing some more Jacksonville, Florida downloads. You should. You should. All right. Well, thanks a lot again, Jen. And uh, maybe we'll have you on again for that, the the workbook, all right? Yes, absolutely. Thank you, guys. Thanks again, Jen. All right. Bye-bye. Join us next time on the Bait and Switch podcast for our interview with the co-owners of MKE Chacutare, Patty Wainscott and Courtney Reese. Listen in as we discuss a possible new vendor to source their products. We live just down the street. So um, you guys are on like 106th and Blue Mound, right? Yes. We're like directly across from the zoo where mm-hmm. the first the first entrance is. So I noticed that there's a bunch of very exotic meats and you're right across from the zoo. Is there any tie-in with that? (laughs) Interesting, interesting. You've made it to the end of yet another Bait and Switch podcast. Spread the word.